Good morning and welcome to Captain Cambino's Cabana, live Saturday, November 18th, 2023. It's a beautiful day. That is the opening jingle. That opening jingle you heard right there is from the classic 1987 John Hughes film, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, starring Steve Martin and John Candy. And that song is when they're in Wichita and they're rerouted on the way from JFK to Chicago. They get routed to Wichita somehow. And that's the, the song in the cab when they're in Wichita. And it's, uh, it's by the group uh, Balam and the Angel. It's called I'll Show You Something Special. So I've never really heard of them, but I just it's a, it's a great song. It's in, the, it's, it's in the movie, so whatever. So I thought I'd start off with that this morning. This is Thanksgiving week coming up. Uh, the captain is excited. It's Turkey Day coming up. We've got uh, a lot of things to talk about. I'm going to try to um, run down some much as I can for the Thanksgiving edition of uh, Captain Cambino's Cabana. Thank you for joining and listening. And it's a beautiful day. It's uh, finally getting cold, so it's a it's a cold cabana. <laughs> but it's still, again, it's all chill. That's what it's all about here at the Cabana Entertainment Therapy. Chill, just having a good time. So I hope everybody's had a great week. Uh, I would have brought one, the broadcast to you last night, but the captain was tired. I fell asleep in my chair. Not going to lie, I passed out. You know, I guess that's a good thing, but I was that tired. But I uh, passed out watching an episode of Dallas, and I just I woke up. It was uh, 1.30 in the morning, and I was like, okay, <laughs> let's go to bed. But the thing is, I couldn't sleep. You can't fall back asleep. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on, but I've just been working my ass off, and, you know, you just – you just get tired. You just roll with the sleep with what you can get, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. I'm I'm no turning back past the point of no return. So, whatever. So, <laughs> anyway, but it's cool. I'm excited to be here. It's a beautiful day. It's uh, college football's winding down. I just posted the uh, Beachfront Blitz to Instagram. Be sure to check that out. And I basically run down the top 25 um, action for today and the over-under for each game. So, uh, be sure to check out uh, BetMGM Sports. FanDuel and Barstool Sportsbook for uh, Sportsbook. Excuse me, that sounded weird. But um, for your um, all your sports betting needs, those are some great apps. So check those out. Also, speaking of that, ESPN has decided to get into the ball game of uh, sports betting, sportsbook betting with an app. So I was like, you know, I saw that the other day. I was like, nah, I'm good. There's too many of them out there anyway, in my opinion. So many options. You got, you know, DraftKings is one, and then Hard Rock has their own. But there's just there's so many to choose from. It can be overwhelming. But I guess if you if you're really good at you know betting on the over under or the money line, whatever um, parlays, then if you have multiple accounts, then hey, good for you, man. Roll with it. Make that money. So. Um, more power to you. But, yeah, the captain is a terrible gambler, so um, Kenny Rogers would be disappointed in me. But, you know, it's just I, I'm not I'm just not that good at it. I think the most I've ever won was like $75 playing slot machine. I got lucky. That $75, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that was in Tunica. Gosh, that was a long time ago. Anyway, um, yep, just not a good gambler. So, but uh, I do know how to fall asleep, you know, after crushing out a cigarette. I'm just kidding. <laughs> It's a great song, by the way, The Gambler by Kenny Rogers. Anyway, uh, it's a beautiful Saturday, uh, college football. We've got a lot of action coming up today. Um, you know, got Thanksgiving coming up this week, and I'm going to talk about some Thanksgiving 
topics on the on here at the cabana and uh, just want to thank all the listeners out there and i want to stop to say that uh, the captain is uh, very thankful and another thing about being thankful you know we shouldn't be thankful just uh, one day a year two days a year you know thanksgiving christmas easter whatever you want to do whatever your holiday is you know we should be thankful every day there's no doubt about that i think we take things for granted a lot of times and we have to you know sit back take a step back and just, you know what, we need to just slow down and be thankful for what we have. Because I think a lot of times we, we don't. And I'm not saying it's everyone, but I mean, I, th- I feel like the way things are in this world currently, you know, we need to really be thankful and um, look to God for a lot of answers. And um, um, God and Jesus, they'll be there with you all the time, no doubt. No matter what, in the end, they both, uh, God wins, both of them. So thank God for everything uh if that offends you you can leave just like you know uh napoleon dynamite uncle rico <laughs> you know what napoleon you can leave <laughs> so um the captain is a big supporter of the second amendment i'm a supporter of the nra the national rifle association and a uh, big advocate for the second amendment we need that more now more than ever and very thankful for our uh, all of our troops overseas god bless you all um God bless your families. Be safe. Hope you get to come home soon. Thank you for all that you do. Um, Never give up. And uh, God bless our first responders, our law enforcement, servicemen and women, uh, uh, Coast Guard, Fire Department, everybody. Thank you all for all you do. You, uh, You don't get enough credit. Better days are ahead. So never give up. The captain supports all of you. So that's my, um, that's my weekly assessment right there with uh, you know being thankful for all of our law enforcement troops everywhere first responders thank you all for all you do so let's get back to it um welcome back to the cabana thank you for listening um it's a beautiful saturday getting cold again like i said it's a it's a cold cabana so uh which i i prefer i'm not gonna lie i mean the the beach is awesome you know the, the warm weather chilling is great but cold weather sleep you know it's time to when it's winter time, oh man, I sleep like a baby. I sleep phenomenally like a baby. I don't know why they say like a baby. I mean, like we never, I don't remember sleeping like a baby when I was a baby. So, I mean, I just, it's probably, I was just sleeping, but I'm just saying how, I don't know that expression. It's just like, man, I sleep like, I sleep awesomely. How about that? I sleep awesomely. <laughs> so I don't know. Or what does uh, Andy Bernard say? Thank you much, Lee. <laughs> Andy Bernard. Um, yeah, so that's, I, I sleep, yeah, I sleep awesomely and, and muchly. So, and I just, it's great. It's just, it's, you're cuddled up. You got that big cover over you. And you're just like, yeah, you know, just chill, go to bed, go to sleep, dream, dream of, uh, whatever, whatever comes to mind, naked women. I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> or Andy Bernard, there's a place in France where the women wear no pants, and a hole in the wall where the men can see it all. <laughs> I remember Jonathan Oliver used to sing that in junior high. <laughs> that was classic. Anyway, um, all right. So Thanksgiving, um, 
what I'm going to do, I'm going to save it for the end. I'm going to I'm going to basically run through the entire movie of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. So any fans out there that have not seen it, I'm going to give you a rundown and I hope uh, you'll want to watch it. But let's talk about um, Thanksgiving movies. I want to run down a few that I've watched over the years that I think are worthy of recognition. Uh, of course, you got Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, one of the greatest ever John Hughes movies, uh, 1987. Uh, filmed in about six weeks and... Uh, takes place in Chicago and it's, uh, or, you know, Chicago, New York, you know, different places. But, um, that's, that's a great one. If you want to watch a Thanksgiving movie, check out planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, some other, um, uh, other good ones. Um, son-in-law 1993 with Pauly Shore, uh, Carlo Gugino, uh, who was Zach Morris's first crush, by the way, and saved by the bell. Uh, not a lot of people know that, I bet. And, um, Dutch is another good one, uh, with Ed, Ed O'Neill. And um, uh, Joe Beth Williams, and uh, that was in 1991. So uh, it's okay. It's a John Hughes. It wasn't as well acclaimed as his other ones, but it's it's a good, you know, heartwarming uh, family movie. It's kind of like Home Alone, where he didn't want to, you know, he's trying, not a Home Alone away from home kind of thing, but um, it's actually the kid from uh, Vegas Vacation and Can't Hardly Wait, um, Mr. Papa Giorgio. So. <laughs> But yeah, it's a good Dutch is a good one, so check that out. Grumpy Old Men also takes place during Thanksgiving, so I'm kind of thinking of movies that are taking place during Thanksgiving. Grumpy Old Men, a classic. I consider that more of a Christmas movie, but yeah, there's Thanksgiving in it too. And Jack Lemmon, rest in peace. Walter Matthau, rest in peace. Those are two of the best ever. Just, um, just a good, great film. Thirty years ago, actually, Grumpy Old Men. Uh, the Big Chill, uh, classic '80s. You know, a lot of great cast in that one. William Hurt, um, Joe Beth Williams, of course. How, how about nineteen late seventies, nineteen eighties? Joe Beth Williams, man, mm, you didn't get any better than that. She was phenomenal. Um, Kramer versus Kramer, Stir Crazy, Poltergeist, man, eighties. Joe Beth Williams was something else. Uh, anyway, My Blue Heaven is another one that takes place during Thanksgiving. Uh, Steve Martin, Rick Moranis. Um, Nobody's Fool, Paul Paul Newman. Um, uh, Mel, I think that's Melanie Griffith that's in it too. Yeah, uh, 1994, great movie. Paul Newman, one of the one of the greatest ever, no doubt. Uh, and you've got Mail, 1998 with uh, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. That was actually, I believe, their last, you know, movie together because they did a lot in the 90s. It was a, you know Tom Hanks Meg Ryan duo. So pretty good movie. You've got Mail anyway. Um, Dabney Coleman's in that too. Dabney Coleman's one of my favorite '80s actors as well. It was '70s, '80s. He was great. Um, so many great characters he played over the years. Uh, as far as TV shows are concerned, there's um, there's a few that take place over Thanksgiving. There's the Saved by the Bell episode from 1993. You know, Saved by the Bell, the college years only lasted one season. Got canceled uh, during the first season. Just didn't pan out, which I don't blame it. I mean, it's hard to duplicate that while they're in college. But it was, it was cool to see it, try to take it to the next level. Um, there's a lot more details to that if you uh, in the book by Dustin Diamond called Behind the Bell. And it talks about that series. But anyway, there's a Thanksgiving episode um, in, the, in the Saved by the Bell, the college years. It's okay, but it's, it's one of my favorites. I watch it every year just because Saved by the Bell, it's, it's, it's Saved by the Bell no matter what. So that's uh, even though it didn't, the college series didn't last long. Mr. Belding makes an appearance. You know, Jonathan Brandis is pretty cool. Pretty good episode. Anyway, uh, who who do want to be? Who didn't want to be Zach Morris growing up? I mean, come on. I mean, 
the, the guy had it all. I mean, the who, who, that cell phone, everything, you know, the, to be able to stop time. I mean, the for, break the fourth wall. Man, that's uh, just classic. You know, be a classic cl- quote right there. Time out. <laughs> um, another one is a Cheers episode from uh, 1987. I believe it was season five, maybe season six, something like that. And um, this the one where they're all at, the, at uh, Carla's and they have the food fight. That That's a good one right there. So if you've never seen Cheers, you know, Cheers, one of the best shows ever. And it, they're all at the table. It's um, Sam, Carla, Norm, Cliff, uh, Diane, <laughs> Woody, and Frazier. And they're just, <laughs> it's just, it turns into a food fight. And they're talking about the little pop thing in the oven. And, and Woody's like, what is little pop thing? I'm a little confused. And Frazier just goes nuts, says, would you all? Y'all gone mad. The little pop thing is called a thermometer. <laughs> he's so, he's so like precise and he, he's, he's trying to just, it's a thermometer, you idiots. <laughs> but um, Shelley Long's performance in that episode was really good too. So check that out. It's the, the Thanksgiving dinner uh, episode. Uh, what's funny is the end of that episode, uh, Vera shows up, Norm's wife. You know, it's funny in the entire series of, of Cheers, you never see Vera. You never see her at all. And they bring her in, and the food fight, they covered her face. So it's like that was perfect. It was kind of like Wilson in Home Improvement. You only see half his face. Well, in Vera in Cheers, you never see her. And it's kind of like in Frasier, the TV show, Niles' wife, Maris. You never see Maris. So I thought that was cool how they had a character that you never saw. <laughs> but they were acknowledged. So that was that was pretty cool. It's all interesting. It's good writing right there. Uh, one of my favorites of course, all time Seinfeld. Seinfeld, one of the greatest shows ever, my opinion of our of our generation. Uh, the Thanksgiving party at Doctor Watley's, uh, classic. That was season six, and it was uh, yep, nineteen ninety four. Watley had a party at the Thanksgiving Day, overlooking the Thanksgiving Day parade, and uh, Jerry Jerry didn't get invited, but Kramer and George and Elaine got invited, and. <laughs> Jerry's like, hey, Kramer, at the party, you want to go together? He goes, Jerry, I, I can't be aiding and abetting a known party crasher. <laughs> and then he, Jerry's got this tooth. His tooth is having problems. Like he's, <laughs> he's, he, it's the mom and pop store episode. So what happens is Jerry, <laughs> Kramer takes his shoes to this mom and pop store to get the shoes cobbled. <laughs> so Kramer has these nosebleeds. And the mom and pop, they're really nice people. They were trying to help out. So Kramer sits down. He lays back on the couch because he's got the nosebleeds. And he looks up at the, the ceiling. <laughs> and uh, he goes, hey, what's, what's what's up with your ceiling? He goes, what do you mean? He says, there's wires everywhere. Yeah, that looks dangerous. You should call an electrician. Well, <laughs> the, the owners of the mom and pop says, you know, in the 48 years we've been here, I don't think we've ever called an electrician. And Kramer says, well, you ought to do it fast. This place could blow any minute. <laughs> I mean, it's just Kramer, you know, his mannerisms, his, his, um, his facial expressions throughout, which is classic. This place could blow any minute. <laughs> But then they go to the party, and then uh, Jerry's sitting down trying to just see if Watley would acknowledge him. Because you know how Jerry is. He's so he's so vain. He just wants to – he, he feels he wants to be included all over. But And uh, <laughs> – 
So Watley's like, hey, is that Jerry Seinfeld? And Kramer's like, hey, he didn't, he didn't come with us. <laughs> and George has the pencil with the John Voight teeth marks. So he thinks it's actually John Voight, the actor, but it's not. It's a John Voight. They went to dental school with Dr. Watley. I mean, it's just it's so dumb. But again, that's Larry David, you know, the show about nothing. It, it was genius, a stroke of genius. And uh, Elaine's boss with the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, um, Mr. Pitt. I mean, it's just just a great episode. And um, they um, <laughs> he wanted uh, he wanted to hold up Woody the Woodpecker. And Kramer, they're looking out. George and Kramer are looking out on the street at the Thanksgiving Day Parade. And George's like, what's the deal? Big deal. All I see is Woody Woodpecker. And Kramer's like, you got a problem with Woody Woodpecker? <laughs> George is like, yeah, what is he? Some sort of an instigator? Kramer's like, that's right. He's a troublemaker. <laughs> my dad, for years, if he introduces himself, says, my name is Woody, like the woodpecker. So, <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. I, again, I'm, I didn't, I fell asleep. I'm, I'm wired, man. I'm telling you that right now. So, having a good time. Bring it on. This is the Cabana, baby. Entertainment therapy. Uh, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, 1973. It's okay. It's, I mean, I enjoy everything. Charlie Brown is great. Um, I mean, the Christmas one is my favorite, but Thanksgiving is a good one. I mean, I was, I, I still wouldn't rank it as high as like the Great Pumpkin or definitely the Christmas, but uh, it's a good, it's a good rendition. Uh, I mean, a good edition of the uh, series. So, uh, but if you look up Google, if you go on Google and you and you Google the uh, Thanksgiving Day movies, planes, trains, and automobiles doesn't even show up. That's what pisses me off. It's like, how do you not have that on there? And it's this generation, maybe they just don't, they think it's offensive or probably or something, you know, kind of like they think Revenge of the Nerds is a bad movie because they consider that scene with uh, Louis Skolnick and Betty, like they basically, like they're, he forced her and they, they called it a rape scene. I was like, it's not a rape scene. So this, anyway, that's a different, forget that. It's just a difference. This generation doesn't appreciate great 80s movies and just comedy you know it wasn't anything bad it was just they but they have to go off the tangents that's probably what's going on they think planes trains and automobiles is an offensive movie or something but anyway then kiss my ass um but yeah so the 80s will never be forgotten never ever the 80s will always live on no matter what i don't care what anybody says yeah i'm stuck in i may be stuck in the 80s and i don't i don't care so, I mean, it's just, it's, it beats m pretty much all the content that's out there today, in my opinion. So, anyway, uh, moving on here. The um, th Thanksgiving football is always a great tradition. Of course, we all know NFL has their, you know, used to be two games on Thanksgiving. It was either the Lions versus somebody and the Cowboys versus somebody. So, <laughs> but it's, uh, now it's gone to three games, so... Uh, that started back in like a 2008, I believe there was, uh, but now it's the, um, you know, see the Detroit lions versus, um, someone and Cowboys. So, but the Cowboys and lions have been a part of that tradition for, for years. So it's, um, it's, it's, I think it's great. I love football on Thanksgiving and there's also college football. The only one I know of that's been, you know, relevant over the last 20 plus years is Ole Miss and Mississippi state playing on Thanksgiving day. Some days they play on the Saturday after Thanksgiving, but, you know, um, that, that changes every now and then. So, um, but yeah, um, Thanksgiving football going back, honestly, one of my favorites 
of all time. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of you know classic Thanksgiving Day games. There's no doubt about that. But I, I don't. I'm not going to uh, jump into that this week. But my favorite of all time, I was in the eighth grade, was 1993, the Miami Dolphins at the Dallas Cowboys. It was, uh, of course, Thanksgiving Day. I'm in eighth grade, and I'll never forget it. My mom was a flight attendant for Northwest Airlines, 35 years. And I think she was coming back from Texas or somewhere in, in the out west, and they had a snowstorm they had to get ahead of. And it says a big snowstorm in Dallas and most of Texas. And I'm just like, what? And back then, it was kind of unheard of, or at least I didn't never, you know, paid attention to it or heard of it. But that Thanksgiving Day, you know, it was uh, it was an early game, so it was uh, it might have been a late game. I'm not sure. I have to I have to double check that. But yep, snow all over Texas Stadium, and I was like, wow. And Dan Marino was out because he had already been injured a month ahead ago, a month before that, excuse me. And they had to have a quarterback, and Steve DeBerg is the quarterback for the Dolphins. And it's it's snowing, it's slick, and man, what a game! I mean, it was just so fun from start to finish. You know, Keith Byers had a long run for a touchdown that put Miami up seven three, and then it was from there on out, it was uh, just back and forth. But I don't know how the refs kept up with the line, the markers, and all that stuff. But I mean, you couldn't go such a great game, such very entertaining. It wasn't a shootout, but it was just fun to watch. I mean, how many times you want to play football in the snow, you know, when you're a kid and you you crave that, you look forward to that, and it's like, man, you know, that was that's just what it's all about. It was just it was just classic. That was old school NFL right there, and it never and ever it'll never get old. And I, I have the game. And I plan on watching it next week. To, you know, thirty years. So um, the uh, the ending though is the best part, and it was Dick Enberg and, or and Bob Trumpy. And, um, oh, man, they um, – the very end, the field goal attempt, Pete Shulianovich, the Cowboys are up 14-13 with a few seconds to go, fourth quarter. Stoyanovich is going for the field goal attempt. He slips, and it gets blocked. Well, Leon Lett for the Dallas Cowboys runs down and thinks it got hit by Miami. He thinks it's a live ball. He jumps on it, and it, it rolls again. It rolls down to the almost – it looks like somebody slid into the touchdown – um, slid in the end zone for a touchdown, but it wasn't. And down at the one-yard line, I, I just never forget Trumpy. Bob Trumpy goes, hold it, hold it. What's going on here? And like, I just – his um, – <laughs> and Dick Enberg is like, Leon Lett, oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it was just it was just great. I remember Jerry Jones throwing up his arms, thought it was a win, and he's just – he's like, they stop. He's like, wait, what's going on here? So, um, and Stoyanovich gets another attempt. And they, it was back and forth. You know, they were trying to figure out what was going on. I mean, uh, Hockey Lee was – Ed Hockey Lee was the referee. And Stoyanovich kicks the game-winning field goal. Dolphins win 16-14. And um, – but then after that, the 1993 Dolphins basically imploded the worst – probably one of the worst um, finishes in history. They were 9-2 and two after they won that Thanksgiving Day game and then finished 9-7. and seven. It was pathetic. All they had to do was win one game to get into the playoffs. And even with the quarterback carousel they had after Marino went down, you know, they could have – they probably could have done some damage in the playoffs. They could have at least maybe had a, a first round – I mean, a home game for the playoffs. But they just blew it. I mean, the rest, the rest of the season, everything was a close game. Everyone I watched, it was just like, man, they can't – come on. I mean, oh, just a just a – could have been what a – 93 probably was their last good chance to win because – but if if Marino went down, after Marino went down, it just wasn't the same. I don't know. It was just a season that could have been, you know. But anyway, it was a great Thanksgiving Day game, so you'll always have that. It's a great memory. 
So I just, I'll never forget why. I remember watching, I remember the newspaper the next day. It was just, it was classic. And um, anyway, so 30 years. Uh, other Thanksgiving Day games, actually the Dolphins and Cowboys have a history. So 1999 was Dan Marino's final season. And they played at Dallas, but Marino just came back from a pinched nerve injury, and um, they lost at Dallas 20 to nothing. And uh, Deion Sanders actually picked him off, I think, for a touchdown. It was just a bad game, you know, coming back too early from an injury. And uh, that's what and Marino even admitted it. He says, Yeah, I feel like I came back too early. And he just, but he just went, it's Dan Marino. I mean, come on. I mean, that's like, you got a legend there. Let him play. But anyway, that was a rough one. Um, then they played again in 2003, uh, Thanksgiving Dolphins Cowboys and they're all in Dallas, of course, but, um, that's when the Dolphins were the throwbacks and, uh, yeah, Todd Wade, you were in that game too, man. So, um, but yeah, that was, that was a great, that was a great uh, game. Um, fun to watch, but Dallas wasn't as good in the early two thousands. Uh, Miami won that one 40, 21. And, um, the, um, that, that was 2003. Let's see, 2011. I was actually there Thanksgiving Day, um, Cowboys Dolphins. Beautiful stadium, AT and T Stadium, of course. That place is huge. And I, I wasn't really, I didn't really plan ahead as far as seating, so I, I pretty much got the worst seat in the building, and it was pretty high up. But, but I, I, I got to see it. And I tell you what, it was, it was pretty spooky. You that high up? I mean, the players, the field looked like ants. And, you know, the only, only choice was a Jumbotron. But that thing is huge. We all know that. You know, it's like the Death Star. But um, it was an awesome game. Uh, Cowboys won 20-19. to 19, But uh, Tony Romo, you know, it was, it was a good game. Dolphin, it was Jason Taylor's final season with the Dolphins. But it, it was a fun game to watch. It was a great game. The, Cow, the Cowboys fans are cool. I never, you know, they weren't jerks or anything. They're not, they're not as bad as New York Jets fans, I'll tell you that. But it was a fun experience. You know, Dallas is awesome. I love Texas. But yeah, so that was uh, they've uh, over history they played a lot on Thanksgiving. So uh, anyway, it's cool to be there and experience that. So old school NFL, you know, never goes you can never go wrong. But yeah, thirty years. Be sure to check out that game. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Uh, Cowboys Dolphins 1993, classic. Last time that Jimmy Johnson and Coach Shula, uh, Coach Shula coached against each other was well, the only coach against the other twice. You know, but still, um, good game. Um, yeah, so, um, you know, yesterday I had to, I, I got it. I'm going to tell you, I got a new vehicle. Um, and I, I'm sure I told you that, but I had to, you know, you know, the process was you have to deal with the DMV. Oh man. I know I'm jumping around here, but again, it's the cabana entertainment therapy. So, um, going to the County clerk office. I tell you that, man, I hate that stuff. I'm sure I mean, people love going there. Right. I mean, can you imagine that job for a career? I mean, I'm sorry, but that's, let me forget that, but I hate doing that stuff, you know, getting all your title, your license plate, all that stuff, you know, your sales tax, get all that, you know, you get all that shit together. It's a, oh man, it's hate it. Just hate doing it. Dread it. So I, yeah, it could be worse things in the world, right? <laughs> so I'm trying to plan ahead for that yesterday. And I found a friend of mine from work says, oh, go to this place over here near Winchester. I was like, no way. And it's a newer, it's a new one that opened. I'm telling you what people, I, Friday morning, on the way to work, I had to stop and I had to get this done. Uh, they opened at eight o'clock. I was out by eight fifteen. I was like, "This is too good to be true." So Friday, this the whole thing turned out to be a great day. I thought I was going to be stuck in this stupid DMV for a couple hours. Fifteen minutes in and out. It was so awesome. So 
Uh, thank you to the county clerk office for taking care of the captain and his vehicle. So uh, it was it was great. So anyway, uh, just throwing out throwing that out there. You know, lots more useless information for you. So <laughs> um, another thing too, I don't understand. I just noticed this too. I notice this when I'm driving or if I'm out shopping or if I'm whatever. You know, going to lunch. There's a lot of girls that drive, and they or their boyfriend or their husband or whatever. They're in shotgun. They're riding shotgun. I understand if it's the girls, if it's her car and she if she's driving her car. But if it's the dude's car and the girl's just driving, like driving her man around, man, I don't like that. I'm sorry. That's just my opinion. I don't understand that. If you're dry, if you're with your girl and you're you're spending time with her, you drive her. You take care of her. You show her around. You you do whatever you can to make sure she's having a good time and treat her right and take her wherever she wants to go. You are her chauffeur. I don't care. I mean, that I, that's my opinion. I, I just don't understand why these women are driving and the guys in the passenger seat. And they have the, they have the seat laid back all the way like, you know, like, oh, I'm sorry. Anything else? Can I, can I fix you some drinks or sandwiches while you're, while you're relaxing? I don't understand that. I, I know that's probably a, a dumb topic or really weird. But I think it's, I just, I don't like it. I don't understand it. Why is it that girls have to drive and the guy is sitting shotgun chilling? The, the guy should take care of the lady. Take her wherever she wants to go. That's all I'm going to say about that. So, anyway, more useless info. <laughs> um, college football is winding down. Um, the playoffs will be here soon. Um, rivalry games coming up. Uh, NFL season is picking up. You know, it's uh, picking up the pace heavily. So, it's going to be, you know, this is starting to get down, you know, winding down as the NFL season as well. So, the midseason, late November, really gets good. So, this is what I like about it. Um, Monday night football is a rematch of the Super Bowl, the Eagles and the Chiefs. I don't, I'm not going to watch it. I don't care because I'm sick of the Chiefs. Um, I'm actually, I can, I don't care about the Eagles either. I don't hate the Eagles, but I don't like the Chiefs. I like the Eagles better than the Chiefs, but I don't, I'm, the only reason I'm not going to watch it on anything to do with it because it's stupid Travis, Kelsey and Taylor Swift bullshit. I'm telling you, people always, they put Barstool Sports posts a lot of stuff about this. They'll throw that out there. And her concert the other night or whatever, she's she's waving at people, and then she sees Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey waiting right there for her, and they kiss. I'm sitting there thinking, like, and they're probably talking, hey, let's keep this charade going as long as possible. Who, why? What is the point? You know what's amazing, too? People always comment on Barstool or whatever they post this stuff, and they're saying, like, I don't give a shit. I'm tired of seeing this. Who cares? Barstool, you're about to lose a lot of fans, yada, yada. You know, they keep saying that stuff. The thing is, I don't care about it either. It's stupid. But here we are talking about it. It's entrapment. I don't know what it is, but why do why do we we get sucked in? I don't get it. But like I'm so sick of seeing it, but we're still talking about it. Isn't that weird? Like it's just it's just um it's like that that stupid crap that went down in 2020. You all know what I'm talking about, that COVID nineteen bullshit. So yeah, that's I'm gonna say it. But you know, we're still talking about it. And that's what sucks. It's like we get sucked into all that stuff. I hate it. But here we are. Same thing. Trailer Swift, Travis Kelsey. Here, you know she's going to be there. It's Monday Night Football. This is a prime opportunity for ESPN and to get the ratings up. That's all it is. It's all about ratings now. And But I tell you what, uh, one thing good about Monday Night Football is Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. I don't really care for Joe Buck, but I love Troy Aikman. So at least they got a good, good combo for Monday Night Football. But um, – Aikman's one of the good guys, and uh, you know, I'm just glad Troy Aikman's there. 
But anyway, but yeah, I'm not watching it. Don't care. I'm sick of this t- t- Travis, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift bullshit. It's entrapment. It's all it is, people. It's entrapment. They want people to watch the NFL because of her. Well, guess what? You, you're, they're about to lose a fan, I tell you that. And it's that's me. And I, the only reason I – I mean, I'm a Miami Dolphins fan. I, I'm not as involved with how they play, and you know, performance, whatever, NFL. To me, I just want football. I just want to watch football, hands down, nothing else. I'm a closet Cleveland Browns fan because I've always wanted them to win over the years because it's Cleveland. You know, they've, they've, they've struggled for so long, so I, I'll, I'll root for the Browns. So if the Dolphins aren't on, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, they'll, they'll be on later. I'm going to watch the Browns. I'm going to watch the Texans. I want to watch some, you know, somebody that, you know, teams that struggled over the years that just haven't been able to win. That's football. And I just want football. That's all I want. I don't care if it's pros, the NFL, you know, they, you know, it may be fixed and it may be, you know, it's not the same as it used to be. It, you know, it's Roger Goodell, his ego, the big clown. You know, I just want to watch football. But I don't want to see Taylor Swift. I'm sick of it. And Travis Kelsey is a big candy ass anyway. I don't care what anybody says. That's my opinion. So this is the this is the captain's show. Again, Uncle Rico would say you don't like it. You can leave. So anyway, I, I'm sorry, Travis Kelsey and that Pfizer commercial. That's you know, um, you know he's a sucker. That's all it is. That's all I'm gonna say. That's the whole thing's the whole thing is a, sh- a charade. The whole thing's a charade. And it's like when Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are out hanging out. It's like, oh, there they go. They're going to get their eighth booster shot. (laughs) You know what you can do with that shot. (laughs) Anyway. um, Yep. So anyway, people, you know, uh, nothing against Taylor Swift. I don't hate Taylor Swift. I don't hate Travis Kelsey. I'm just tired of seeing it. And here we are still talking about it. Like I said, we just need to stop talking about it. Just don't watch it. That's another thing, too. They, you know, they want their ratings to be out. They want people to watch their content. Don't watch it. That's how they're going to lose viewers. So they're going to lose one Monday night. That's me. I'm not watching. Don't care. Don't care. So um, anyway, that's out of, the, out of the way. Thanksgiving's coming up. Um, don't have a lot of really, like, history, you know, like Thanksgiving – moments or anything in, in my family or anything it was just you know it was all about family and being thankful that's what it's all about but um there's lots of times I couldn't make it because of work or I was you know just things happen um you know you get busy but I, I used to work at Best Buy so I'd have to be there for you know the day after Thanksgiving all that crap that's long you know, don't like talking about that anyway just it sucked <laughs> but um let's get to it with the uh, planes movie planes trains and automobiles uh, excuse me, uh, take a little swig there. Uh, so, this movie came out in 1987. Uh, John Hughes classic. The whole movie is based on a situation that happened to John Hughes. And there's a lot of details I may be leaving out, so forgive me, but I'm going to be as precise as I can. And the, um, the premise, what happened was John Hughes was flying back from New York, back to Chicago, because he's from Chicago. And I don't know if every single detail happened the way it happened in the movie to John Hughes, but pretty close. So uh, flight delay, you know, he's trying to get to the airport to go see, you know, get back home for Thanksgiving or something. It just doesn't, nothing works out. So he basically puts that into a film, which is, I think, pure genius. So Steve Martin, the entire movie, in the the entire movie, I mean, it's basically a three-day stretch. That's all it is. 
So the movie kicks off in New York City two days before Thanksgiving. And Steve Martin is there in the conference room with the, there, he's in advertising or marketing, excuse me. So, um, and he's talking, he's sitting across the table from Lyman Ward. Lyman Ward is the actor that played the dad in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, and, uh, and by the way, in real life, Lyman Ward is married to um, the lady that played Ferris's mom. Uh, in real life, they're, they're married. And she was also in Son-in-Law, another Thanksgiving movie. So I can't remember her name, though. I'd have to look it up. Um, but anyway, um, so they're married in real life. But Lyman Ward, they're at, the, they're at the table and the conference table, and they're trying to – Steve Martin looks at his – the ticket, his airline ticket, leaving from uh, JFK uh, uh, – or LaGu- no, it was LaGuardia to um, – no, it was JFK, sorry. And uh, to, to, to Chicago O'Hare. And uh, he um, he's, he's looking at Lyman Ward. He goes, I got to go. Well, the, the boss is right across at the end of the table. And he hears it, he, but he doesn't know who it is. So there, <laughs> so he takes forever to make a decision by uh, looking at the, whatever the, their holiday line is for anyway. Um, so Steve Martin's rushing to get to the airport and he, um, <laughs> um, he says, um, he says, why don't you go with me to the airport? He goes, what's the point of busting my ass to catch a 6 o'clock flight? Why don't you wait and go out with me? You're never going to get a cab at this hour. He says, I told Susan I'd be home by 9. So he's in the elevator. If he gets his gloves and he goes, I'll see you in Chicago, John. And he goes, you'll never make the 6. <laughs> so there's traffic, just crazy rush hour in New York City. That's where he's trying to get a cab. And he, he stops this attorney from getting a cab. And he says, sir, if you if – you, I'm asking your good nature. Let me have the cab. He goes, I don't have a good nature. Excuse me. Can I offer you $10 for it? 20. I'll give you $20. I'll take 50. And he goes, all right. And he goes, anybody pay $50 for a cab? Certainly pay 75. And Steve Barr says, not necessarily. All right, 75. You're a thief. Close. I'm an attorney. (laughs) Have a happy holiday. This will help. So he hands him the money. And John Candy the whole time is getting in the the cab. Steve Martin's not even paying attention. So he finds out that the cab takes off. He already paid the guy $75 and he runs after the cab. And that's when he opens the door and there's John Candy's face. It's finally the first time you see John Candy. So anyway, he ends up getting to the airport and <laughs> then he's rushing. He's rushing to the terminal and it turns out flight 909 of Chicago was delayed. And he's just rolling his eyes. He's like, geez, you know, and it's like, yeah, you, you're out $75 now, you know? So he's waiting. And um, while they're waiting, he's um, he's just getting his getting organized. And he, there's John Candy sitting across from him. John Candy's reading a book called The Canadian Mounted. And <laughs> it's an adult book, too. And so he, they, he, he's flipping the pages, and he looks down, and he sees him. And then he, clo- he brings the book down and looks again, and Steve Martin notices him. And <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I know you, don't I? I'm usually pretty good with things, but I'd be damned if I haven't forgotten yours. And he says, you know, he's like, you stole my cab on First Avenue and you know, Park Avenue this morning. Before I got in it, you stole it. So John Candy's like, I never stole anything in my life. So they get into it. They talk, just he apologizes. And anyway, so they get on the plane. And um, Steve Martin had a first class ticket, but they said it's wrong. No, you got a coach seat assignment. 
So he ends up going to the back, and there's John Candy again. So <laughs> is this a coincidence or what? So the plane's full, so he's sitting next to John Candy the whole time in the flight. And there's a scene when they're taken in the air. They take a, a snippet from the movie Airplane, 1980. And it's when the Transamerica plane is in the air. And they put it in planes, trains, and automobiles. Because it's Paramount Pictures. So they own all the content. So it just fits perfectly. You know, one of my favorite movies. My favorite movie of all time is Airplane. And to have that shot in the movie in planes, trains, and automobiles is just classic. Anyway. So they're talking. They get to, they get to talking. And he... Um, he wants to know what, you know, John Candy's character is Del Griffith. He's the shower curtain ring salesman, American light and fixture. <laughs> and Steve Martin is Neil Page. He's in marketing. So, and then the old man sitting next to them on the flight is the old man from Home Alone. And he's in a Seinfeld episode. He's the one in Home Alone when uh, <laughs> she has a bunch. She has her own earrings, whole shoebox full dangly ones. <laughs> Will you change my diaper? <laughs> That's what he says in a Seinfeld episode where uh, Kramer takes all the records and tries to sell them. Anyway, um, so they're on the flight home and John Candy, he uh, takes his shoes and socks off during the flight. And he's like, oh, my dogs are barking today. (laughs) Steve Martin can't believe it. And he he keeps asking him all these questions. And he's like, look, I don't want to be rude, but I'm not much of a conversationalist. He's such a dick on the plane about it. He's just, anyway. Well, so they get to, um, they're they're still in the flight, and they fall asleep, and John Candy wakes up and goes, six bucks in my right nut says we're not landing in Chicago. And, of course, there's a scene where Chicago, it's snowing like crazy at O'Hare, and all the flights have been canceled. So they end up in Wichita, and uh, which, <laughs> I don't know how they got routed to Wichita. My mom even says the same thing when she was a flight attendant. She goes, that doesn't make any sense why they went to Wichita. They could have gone to St. Louis or at least Detroit, you know, something like that. But I don't know. But that was say why Wichita it doesn't make sense. But again, that's what makes it the movie interesting. So they're in Wichita, and um, <laughs> so he calls home and he's you know says I uh, uh, we're stuck in Wichita. I don't know. I'll, I'll call you later. And John Candy sees him again. He says, um. <laughs> Did you call home? He goes, yeah, I couldn't. Uh, did you call him, book a motel? He goes, yeah, I couldn't get in anywhere. He says, as soon as you got off the plane, you called home. I called the Braidwood Inn. <laughs> I missed that one. I got an idea. I know the I know the owner pretty well. I sold him some rings for his curtains. You want to pick up the cab fare? I'll make sure you get a room for the night. And he's like, he's thinking about it. And he sees a guy sleeping on in the airport in the terminal area. And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure, great. <laughs> so he says, hey, grab it into this thing, will you? Thanks, thanks a lot. And he sees the trunk. And he has, ends up tripping over the chunk, trunk in the beginning of the movie. That's where he meets, sees Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon makes a cameo, so I backtrack a little bit. And he goes, this your trunk? He goes, yeah, you should try to look at this thing around New York City. <laughs> so it's just, it's just, he gives him that look, you know. So they end up going to the hotel in Wichita, which was in, filmed in Braidwood, Illinois, just about an hour south of Chicago. And I was there. I was there about back in May when I was on my road trip. I stopped by there, the Braidwood Inn, where they filmed it. So, anyway, interesting story. So, they stay in the hotel, and they get their credit cards mixed up, and they had Diners Club. So, they're trying to get get to Chicago from Wichita. So, they end up um, catching – they would take a train. And um, they uh, they got robbed the night before 
and this is old hotels, you know, the keys, the keys were different. People break in, they stole all their money. So they're going to breakfast the next morning and they don't have any money. So they, um, um, <laughs> they got 18 hours air travel backed up. So Steve Martin says, how the hell else are we going to get home? Bert Dingman, he's a buddy of mine. He runs the railroad train. Yeah. I sold them all their shower curtain rings. He owes me a favor. <laughs> Everything is shower curtain rings. So they end up having, there's no money. So they're waiting on Gus, the, the Braidwood Inn manager. Their son's going to pick them up and drive them to Wichita or drive them to catch a train. And it's, it's um, Dylan Baker or Dylan uh, Walsh or whatever from uh, Disclosure and Spider-Man. Anyway, he's the, he's Owen. He's got, he's just white trash. And I says, I'm driving you to Wichita to catch a train. Yeah, we'd appreciate it. Train don't run out of Wichita unless you're a hog or cattle. People's train runs out of Stubville, and there's no Stubville, Kansas. I looked it up. I remember just looking that up. It was just funny. So they end up going to the train. They get on the train. They're going to take it all the way to Chicago. Train breaks down, and they're like, oh, geez, Steve Martin can't believe it. And it's like, you got to be kidding me. I just want to get home. So they walk to the highway. They have to walk to the highway. They'll meet The trucks will meet them, take them into Jefferson City. So they're in Jefferson City. They're getting on a bus. <laughs> John Candy says, uh, you ever traveled by bus before? He goes, no, your mood's probably not going to improve much. <laughs> and it's just, that's the, so Steve Martin sits next to, he sees this couple making out and he's sitting there watching them. And, uh, and then John Candy goes, hey, check it out. Beats movie on a plane, huh? And then finally Steve Martin keeps staring and the guy sees, he goes, why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. And John Candy starts laughing. You got busted. <laughs> so <laughs> the train, the bus is only good to St. Louis. So they're in St. Louis now. So a, um, <laughs> trying to figure out how to get to Chicago. So Del Griffith, John Candy starts selling shower curtain rings to people in the, at the bus terminal. And <laughs> he's selling them his earrings and people are buying them. And, uh, it's just, it's just, it's just funny. So they're going to rent a car. Well, remember, you know, they, their credit cards got mixed up in Wichita at the hotel. So they both had diners club. So <laughs> the best part is when Steve Martin goes to rent a car, but Dell already had his credit card. So the, the car was gone when he goes to get it. So he goes to the terminal. And he's like, he's all, he's so mad. He is so pissed off because how things have gone. He just wants to get home. So, he, he, he walked, he, he, first of all, he ends up on the runway at the airport, which you, that's a huge no, no, but again, it's a movie, but it's funny. His, his, his clothes are all torn apart and he's so he's dirty and he's just so pissed off and he's ready to, he's just so fired up trying to get home. So he goes to the terminal, the rental car, uh, terminal, uh, and in the St. Louis Lambert airport. And uh, it's Edie McClurg, who was uh, Mr. Rooney's secretary at Ferris Bueller's Day Off. She's the attendant. So <laughs> she, he slowly walks up. It's his turn in line. And she's talking about Thanksgiving. She goes, you'll do the, you'll do the marshmallows. I'll do the cranberries. You know I can't cook. <laughs> and they say, oh, Earl, you're a, you're a simp. You're a snitch. And then, uh, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. Gobble, gobble. Gobble. <laughs> So she starts laughing. She's all having a good time. She sees Steve Martin. So uh, this is the best scene in the movie. I'm going to go ahead and do it. And um, she goes, welcome to Marathon. May I help you? Yes. How may I help you? 
you can start by wiping that fucking dumbass smile off your rosy fucking cheeks. Then you can give me a fucking automobile, a fucking Datsun, a fucking Toyota, a fucking Mustang, a fucking Buick, four fucking wheels and a seat. I really don't care for the way you're speaking to me, and I really don't care for the way your company left me in the middle of fucking nowhere with fucking keys to a fucking car that isn't fucking there. And I really didn't care to fucking walk across a fucking highway and across a fucking runway to get back here to have you smile at my fucking face. I want a fucking car right fucking now. And she just stares at him. She's like, may I see your rental agreement? I threw it away. And she goes, oh boy. Oh boy, what? You're fucked. Because <laughs> he was so mad the rental car wasn't there. So he threw away his receipt. So he had no record of it. And <laughs> so he's got nowhere to go. Well, he sees the attendant outside of the, of the airport and uh, uh, trying to get a cab or whatever. And he goes, yeah, where are you going? He goes, Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. You know you're in St. Louis? Yes, I do. Why don't you try the airlines? A lot faster, you get a free meal. <laughs> if I wanted a joke, I'd follow you into the John and watch you take a leak. <laughs> now, you're going to help me or you're going to stand there like a slab of meat with mittens? <laughs> he punches Steve Martin and he falls down in front of the car driving, dr- being driven by Dell. Dell's like, what are you doing? Almost crushed your head like a melon. So, <laughs> and then the, the attendant's like, get your car out of here. Oh, yeah, just a minute. Get it out of here. What is your problem? You insensitive asshole. Can't you see I got a man lying down here? Now I'll move my car. But I want you to help him up. Steve Martin's like, No. <laughs> He goes, my pleasure. He picks him up by the nuts. And it's just the sound it makes is just classic. And then John Candy's like, are you all right? I've never seen a guy get picked up by his testicles before. Good thing that cop passed by when he did. Otherwise, you'd be working over your nuts to tie your shoes. <laughs> so they're driving to Wichita. and I'll be driving to Chicago for, on I-55. And I've, I've driven it. It's, it's a long haul. So... <laughs> Um, and so anyway, that's, um, um, they're, <laughs> they, um, while he's, while John Candy's driving, Steve Martin's trying to sleep and, uh, they're, they're, they're or, or no, no, no. So they switch, they switch places. John Candy's in the passenger seat and he's trying to adjust the seat and he can't get it right. <laughs> so John Candy finally gets it right. He's trying to take off his shoes. And he goes, damn it, what? I says, I got to share my seat where I want it, but I can't reach, get my shoes off. I don't care to breathe your foot odor. Leave the shoes on. Gee, it must be swell to be so perfect and odor-free. You know, there's several things about you I don't like, but I don't mention it. So they get an argument. And he goes, you play with your balls a lot. <laughs> he goes, I do not play with my balls. <laughs> Larry Bird doesn't do as much ball handling in one night as you do in an hour. So <laughs> anyway, they're uh, arguing about back and forth. And finally... Dell's is Dell's turn to drive and John uh, Steve Martin's going to sleep. He goes, I'm putting my wallet in the glove compartment. Don't let me forget it. So, um, there, um, <laughs> John Candy starts smoking. He's got a big parka jacket on and he's playing Ray Charles mess around. So it's a great song. He's playing the piano and just, you know, while he's driving and smoking, it's, it's just classic. So anyway, he's done with the cigarette. He throws it out and it ends up in the back seat. Doesn't know it. So, uh, starts getting hot and he takes off his jacket, but it gets stuck on the left side with that little hook, you know, when you adjust your seat. And 
He tries to take off the right side. Gets stuck on that side too. So he's driving with his legs. And then he ends up um, getting off the road or he, you know, swerves off the road and doesn't realize where he is. He was on the wrong side of the interstate. So, and he, you know, and he stops and he slams the brake. He's screaming and Steve Martin wakes up. What's that? What happened? He goes, Oh, we almost hit a deer. <laughs> and, um, he says, it's getting pretty hot in here. You ought to take your park off. So, so they finally they're he's drive they're back on the road, but he's on the wrong side of the interstate. And then that guy, there's somebody they notice and goes, holy shit, look at that guy on the wrong side of the road. He's going to kill somebody. So they finally, they, Steve Martin realizes that they're on the wrong side. And um, uh, they, they, they slam on the brakes because there's 18-wheelers coming. They almost get killed. And they slam on the brakes, get on the side of the road, and all the trunk luggage is falling off. And uh, <laughs> um, the car is destroyed. There's scratches. He goes, oh, this will be fine. They'll, bu- they'll be able to buff this out. No problem. So they, they sit on the tr- they get the trunk off the interstate and they sit on the truck and all of a sudden you hear this flame and the car's up in flames because of the cigarette. So he couldn't believe it. And um, but then Steve Martin says, you know, I put my wallet in the glove compartment while he was asleep. Well, he you know, he finds out that the cards were stolen or he fills out, you know, you, you stole my credit card and he, and he finally puts it back into place and he realizes that he had the wrong credit card. So they end up in a motel, the car is half is burned up. And it's some motel, the Deer Glen Motel, and it's actually um, just north of Chicago. I've, I've been there too, and and um, so then they meet uh, Izzy, the, the character that plays Izzy in Miami Vice was in it, and he's the hotel clerk. And uh, <laughs> um, I'd like one room, please. And he goes, I need a major credit card. So he pulls out the credit cards; they're all burned. He goes, I have a diner's a visa and a uh, gasoline card. He goes, uh, these aren't credit cards cash. I'll pay cash 4250. And, uh, <laughs> he says, how about $17? He goes, I-, I can't do that. Please have mercy. I've been wearing the same underwear since Tuesday. And John Candy says, I can vouch for that. So, <laughs> um, he says, I-, I-, I don't own the place, you know, he goes, $17 and a hell of a nice watch. So he ends up giving him a room. John, John Candy, John Candy, has, he's, like, he's told to get his own room. He starts laughing. He goes, <laughs> I got a slight problem. I don't have the 4250 And he goes, you have $17, good watch. <laughs> he goes, no, I don't. Uh, I have $2 <laughs> and a Casio. <laughs> and then he says, I'm sorry, I'm about to say goodnight. So John Candy's asleep in his car. And Steve Martin's got the room. Well, they end up realizing it starts snowing. And he's like, uh, what do I do to get mixed up with this guy? So it starts, you know, he's, you know, being the big man, you know, hey, let him in, let him stay. So they end up having a, they've got some, you know, airplane bottles and just getting drunk. And <laughs> so the next morning, so they, they hash it out. They're good. And the next morning, they're, it's Thanksgiving Day. So they're trying to get back to Chicago and they're almost there. Um, and, it snowed, so the car stuck. So they're trying to get the car out, and he finally gets it out, but it, it crashes into the building. And Steve Martin's like, come on, get out of here. So they, nobody sees them. They get the hell out of there. And so the car is all burned up. So it, And plus, there's no speedometer. So he can't tell how fast he's going. So a cop, a state trooper sees it, pulls him over, takes it in, because the car is not fit for driving, because the gauges are all burned up, everything. So Steve Martin, they look like they're homeless, homeless, because, you know, it's cold, there's no you know, cover on the car, the hood. 
and uh, <laughs> they, they haul in the car, so they got no car. And finally, uh, they're in some town, and uh, John Candy gets a big 18-wheeler, and somebody's going to drive it. And it's actually um, it's uh, Roger Predactor from uh, Ace Ventura is the truck driver. And uh, he goes, our ship has come in. It's, it's free, and it's nonstop. I told you to get you home. He goes, I don't care as long as the heater's working. He goes, oh, that's the thing. Driver's a little freaky about who rides up in his cab, so we can't sit there. He says, well, we can't sit there. Where the hell are we supposed to ride? So are in the back of the 18-wheeler, and it's all frozen foods. So he's there freezing. <laughs> he goes, you'll be in Chicago in less than three hours. We don't hit any traffic. I don't think we should. It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> Moving now. So they finally end up in Chicago. And they're at the train station. And... Uh, they just can't believe it. Like, he's got no money, no credit cards, nothing. He's like, and they've, you know, Thanksgiving Day, he tried to call. If you look at them, watch the movie, he's trying to get home, and he's trying to make calls, and the, the wife hadn't heard from him. You know, it's just like, well, where is he? You know, so it's just, you know, let me add that in there. But, again, like I said, you got to watch it. But, finally, you know, Dell, John Candy, they say, you know what, next time, let's go first class. Steve Martin says, oh, God, I hope there's not a next time. So, um, you know, so they, Steve Martin gets on the train, waves to him. But then he starts thinking about all the things that have happened uh, throughout the time trying to get home. And he's thinking about his family. He's thinking about Thanksgiving. But then he thinks of the times with Dell while they're trying to get home. And Dell made these little comments that, you know, he has been home in years and um, doesn't talk about his wife much. And he carries a picture around with his wife. He starts to put it together. And he, he's, he goes back to the train station, and Dell is still there. And he says, Dell, what are you doing here? You said you were going home. What are you doing here? He goes, uh, I don't have a home. Turns out he's homeless. And he said, Marie's been dead for eight years. That's his wife. And Steve Martin just has that, you know, he's like, he knew something was up. You know, he could just sense it. And it turns out it's a, you know, it's the human in all of us, you know, want to help. And he ends up bringing Dell home for Thanksgiving. And this, they're walking down the street and they're carrying that big trunk. And, uh, um, for years, I thought it was the house from Home Alone, but it's not. It just looks it looks pretty close though. But anyway, they finally get home. There's but but the wife is crying upstairs, and she and they open the door, and there there's he goes Dell Neil's home, and she just couldn't believe it. And uh, they finally make it. But it was just um it's a it's a great film, you know, like uh, like every time you go away is the theme song at the end. Um, and it's like, you know, you take a piece of me, that's part of the song. And it's just, John Candy thinks of his wife and it's just, it's just, it's, it ends up being a good, wholesome, you know, you know, being thankful film, you know, and it's just, it's just a classic and it just, it never gets old. It's one of my favorites of all time. And it's just, a, it's a great Thanksgiving movie. So you think you, you're just thinking it's a comedy the whole time, but really there's, there's more to it. There's a human side to it. It's like, you know what? Yeah. And I think it's, it's, it's great. So uh, closing it down here, the cabana. I just gave you a rundown of planes, trains, and automobiles. Hope it was okay. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh, be sure to watch the movie, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, starring Steve Martin and John Candy. Came out in 1987. Uh, awesome movie. You will laugh. You will cry. So, um, but yeah. So the um, I hope you hope you get to see it. Uh, like I said, that's best Thanksgiving movie of all time, in my opinion. Um. Thank you for listening to Captain Cambino's Cabana. We're going to close it down here and uh, hope everybody has a great weekend and um, enjoy yourself. Watch a lot of football, hang out, go to the pool, wherever you are in the world, 
go go chill, have a margarita, listen to some Buffett, whatever, listen to some Vince Guaraldi, Charlie Brown, you know, love that stuff. This time of year, I'm telling you, it's it's, it's nonstop on my playlist. So, um, but yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Um, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. You know, enjoy yourself. God bless America. And, you know, just spend time with your family and, and enjoy it. So, um, be thankful every day, not just Thanksgiving day. So that's, what's important. And, um, enjoy it. Forgive me trying to find the right words. <laughs> so thank you for listening to Captain Cambino's Cabana. It's been a pleasure. Happy Thanksgiving. And, and be safe travels, especially flying. I know it's going to be crazy with the, you know, this busiest time, travel time of the year. So be safe um, and um, enjoy yourself. Forgive me for rambling. So uh, be sure to, if you want to listen to Cabana, follow it on Apple Podcasts. Just do a search, Captain Cambino's Cabana, and follow. And you'll be notified for a new episode when, it, when one is ready. Also, do a search on Spotify. I'm there as well. Instagram at Captain Cambino. Thank you for listening. This is Captain Cambino's Cabana. Happy Thanksgiving. Permission to come aboard.